There will be no highlights on the 11 o'clock news and no pictures of Harry Hall, women liberationists, and Jackie Onassis blowing her nose. The theme song will not be written by Jim Webb or Francis Scott Key, nor sung by Glenn Campbell, Tom Jones, Johnny Cash, Engelbert Humperdinck, or The Rare Earth. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be right back after a message about a white tornado, white lightning, or white people. You will not have to worry about a dove in your bedroom, the tiger in your tank, or the giant in your toilet bowl. The revolution will not go better with coke. The revolution will not fight germs that may cause bad breath. The revolution will put you in the driver's seat. The revolution will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised. The revolution will be no rerun, brothers. The revolution will be live. Hello everyone, it is your host Shay. I am back with another episode. This is episode 3 of Proverbs and Politics. So, since we last talked, of course the world has kind of been flipped upside down. Um, And of course you guys probably all know what we are talking about. Saints and Aints, we are here to discuss uh, Miss Ronisha, Miss Ronell, Coronisha, coronavirus. Um, (laughs) So... If you guys have not been keeping up in the news, which I don't think that there is a person who is not um, considering can't nobody leave their house. Um, Coronavirus started, obviously, in it was an outbreak that they that initially we all believe to happen in Wuhan, China. Um, However, the CDC and scientists are coming out and saying that there was a uh, multiple strings of influenza that happened during September to uh, October in the United States, um, which mimicked the symptoms of coronavirus very, very closely. Um, I know that even my mom, like she had a, it was horrible. Um, she thought it was like pneumonia and my mom was sick from nearly November to December. Um, and I know a couple other people who were battling the flu really, really bad. Um, and they, and it was like a respiratory infection, um, or similar to pneumonia. So I definitely, uh, so now there's definitely that new probability, probability that the virus could have actually started in the United States, um, which is some tea, honey, cause y'all know y'all president called the Chinese virus, but anywho, Um, So, yeah, so obviously the coronavirus is a contagious disease that has spread incredibly fast (laughs) throughout the entire world. Um, And it spread mainly because once it hit Europe, that's when it really exploded all over the world. Um, If you look at Central America um, and the Caribbean, most of their cases are because of people traveling, people um, in, well, Italians, um, and various Europeans traveling to their countries um, and spreading it. I saw a whole video someone did, kind of like, there was like a group of people, um, and they were mocking the coronavirus, um, and they, like, basically went all the way to the Caribbean. Um, And so a lot of Europeans, unfortunately, you know, if we're just being honest, we saw it on social media, it wasn't really being taken seriously. And so what happened was... um, yeah, we, we begin to saw, see the spread even there. Um, and of course, all over the United States, just from travel back and forth, this thing has really shifted um, and shaken um, the world to its core. 
We see that um, the economies are being flipped upside down. Um, We see the political battles going on. We see the uh, and and mind you, this is not in the what we call the third world countries. But we're seeing this in UK, Italy, France, um, United States, the major world powers. I think Germany, um, I read something the other day where Germany's numbers, I mean, it was like they just skyrocketed uh, overnight. And so, and Italy is going through it extremely bad. There were like over 600 deaths in one day. Um, And I think by the end of the night, it was like 700 and something. Uh, So Italy is having a really, 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 really tough time right now. They have like the second oldest population in the world, uh, which of course we know if you've been reading closely to coronavirus. At first, we initially thought that it was uh, it was more so fatal for those with immunocompromised systems. Now we're seeing well now we're seeing it's contagious for everyone, but of course obviously it definitely takes its toll on those with weaker or compromised um immune systems. And IE, um I also wanna say when we think about um people with weakened immune systems, I wanna talk to black um people for a minute, black and brown people, really. Um so we there's this thing called environmental racism and what environmental racism is basically it is system it is strategic and systemic racism which puts black and brown people in the most vulnerable spaces um, of the harmful effects of pollution of any type of any basically any type of harm any environmental harm. Uh, so what is happening in Flint, um, the water crisis in Flint is a form of environmental racism. Most landfills are near, are near, um, highly populate, high, high uh, populate populations of mostly black and brown people. That is a form of environmental racism. So environmental racism has made us black and brown people more susceptible to have immunocompromised systems um black people are the are mainly the ones with diabetes 40 we make up the 40 percent 40 percent of the population with lupus um ms all that stuff all that stuff mainly affects unfortunately black and brown people um so this is also something that our community should be monitoring and watching closely but that's just kind of a sidebar um, for us to keep in mind. Because I know we were kind of joking. Everyone was joking on social media. Like, oh, black people, we can't get the virus. Is this thing anti-black? Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, as you see, we can get it. We've seen some basketball players, some black athletes get it. We've seen Idris Elba get it. Um, so yeah, so this, is, this thing is definitely something to watch closely. Um, and I think that, personally, my own opinions on the virus is... It's not the virus. It's the virus itself. I mean, the fact that it's extremely contagious. If you've been on social media, you've read some stories. Um, you, you've had to come across at least one. The way this thing can just spread is super crazy. But of course, we see that 80%, almost 80% of the world has recovered. So that's not it. But it's the it's it's the socioeconomic issues that follows. It's the overcrowding of hospitals. You know, it's the most vulnerable people who are at risk with this thing. It's the fact that at the end of the day, we just have a shortage of healthcare workers and practitioners uh, to combat this thing. It's the fact that it's so contagious and people have to 
you know, leave work. Um, but what will happen is a lot of people, a lot of people's jobs don't have paid sick leave. So what's happening is this state of emergency is really exacerbating all of the other states, state of emergencies that we've been had in the United States. Um, our poor healthcare system, um, our employment, like, I mean, you know, uh, capitalism and the way it treats its employees the greed of capitalism my god the entitlement of american culture you know this like going and buying 25 and a half packs of toilet paper for what in one setting you know all of these things we see are coming to play and are really being highlighted by this thing by this pandemic because america was truly never ready to combat something like this at all um so yeah, so that that's what we're looking at, the scope of this thing. And if you guys don't know what's going on right now, um, the big topic as far as coronavirus is, of course, we see some states have shut down, schools have shut down. Uh, I live in Ohio, um, which um, I don't know if he'll ever listen to this, <laughs> but Governor Mike DeWine is doing a phenomenal job as soon as this thing, um, you know, he he really braced us and he really took immediate steps to curve this thing um and i think we've only had like one death we have like a hundred and something cases but only one death um and he you know he he's really trying his best with the resources that he ha- that he has um he's staying in constant communication with us um and, and he he has very confident language um so governor mike dewine is doing a phenomenal job in addition, other states like Louisiana are shutting down. Louisiana, like, had the biggest spike in cases. Um, like, I think it was just like a week ago, they had a relative, a relatively low number. And now they're at, like, 1,100 and something cases. Um, of course, we see California, Washington, New York, which are really hot spots, obviously, because those are very populated cities. Um, places like Georgia um, are, clowly, are slowly climbing up there. So, oh, Florida, child, because all them them students, and I just want to point out something, y'all. I just got to point it out because everybody was saying, oh, look at you, Generation Z and Millennials on spring break. You guys are selfish. I just want y'all to look closely at those videos of college students partying, and I want just just pay attention to what they look like, okay? Okay. Um, But, yeah, so college students were and that's another topic generation z why is generation z not taking this um as serious as everyone else is and why are even you know like the lower uh age tier of millennials not taking this serious um and in defense of my generation not saying that is and is an excuse to be lax um but our generation you know and everybody calls us soft too but people fail to realize is like you know you we go to school every single day like waiting to be target practice <laughs> like you know what i'm saying opioid addiction is skyrocketing is skyrocketing you know among us depression suicide rates all those things are high so for a lot of people in generational z, in generation z what happened what's going through our mind or i would say you know the minds of generation generation z is like how bad can this virus really be <laughs> you know like a lot of, uh, you know, just be honest, like a lot of us, you know, feel like we're, we already live in a, in, a, in, a, in a state of hell. You know what I'm saying here? Um, like mental health is trash for our generation. Um, 
you know, like I said, things like the school shootings and just like the the growing violence. And it, it, it's just, it's a mess, you know? So like I said, that's why when it comes to this virus, this pandemic, you know, we aren't, and I won't say, I'm just saying we, um, just like kind of like on behalf and what I've heard from my peers is, you know, like I said, how much more worse can it be? You know, that's how they feel. Um, hopefully now after Florida's cases have also skyrocketed because of that whole uh, Miami spring break fiasco, hopefully we are aware and now cognizant of like I said, the, the broadness of this thing. Um, but yeah, so back to, back to the topic on hand. Um, the bit, the big question now, um, is everyone is looking at Congress, everyone, and not just in the United States, but even in Britain, their new, their, uh, leader, Boris Johnson, my God, they are eating and tearing him up right now because of his lacks and his, uh, lack of firmness on this thing. Um, I know one thing, another thing, uh, one, uh, one thing that they're really discussing right now is how, um, you know, Boris Johnson, um, who is v- extremely conservative, how, you know, we had all this energy for closing the borders to immigrants and <laughs> You know, now um, Britons are like, well, there's a global pandemic outside. Can we actually close the borders for something that matters? Um, And like I said, France is rioting. France always riots. I don't like who knows why they're rioting. Um, It's always something with them. And then, of course, like I said, in the United States, we see um, everything that's going on right now. Right now, the right now, Congress is in a deadlock on this stimulus uh, bill. The current the coronavirus relief bill, and we see that our president at first, and actually intelligence has now come out and said that no, Donald Trump knew about this. Many leaders in America have known about this since January, February, that how likely COVID nineteen was to turn to a pandemic, and we repeatedly saw very lax language in regards to the situation. Now, of course, child, the economy for the crash, everything is about to. The Dow has dropped tremendously. Of course, you know the language has now totally changed, um, which I'm grateful for. But yeah, so we see that um, President forty five is attempting to clean up now um and take this serious but a lot of people do suggest that maybe if he would have been serious and stern on this months well you know about a month and a half ago then maybe we have we would have been ahead of the curve um so right now with Congress, this bill, a lot of people are understanding, well, why would the Democrats not vote on this bill? We need this. Da, 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 da. We, you know, everybody wants their thousand dollar check child, um, which is very understandable. Um, I actually talked about on my timeline the other day, like politicians like this, this pettiness is so stupid, like people's lives and their livelihood and their well-being is literally at stake, literally. And so what we see right now um, with the GOB. GOP bill consists of um it's like a trillion dollar um stimulus package for industries and corporations and um so after they had actually voted um on even having a coronavirus bill what happened was the senate 
um, which is the Republican majority, they completely shut Democrats out out of the writing of the bill um, uh, on like conversations of what it entail. What entail. So basically, they went made it, uh, wrote it up, and then they said, "Okay, here you go. Let's vote on it." And because it's a coronavirus relief bill, everyone's thinking, "Oh, we want to get this fast, you know, and done out the way," which is of course true. Um, but what everyone is failing to understand is that. I think what they thought was that Democrats were just going to vote and push it through. But, of course, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, um, she don't let nothing fly over her head. They read this bill and they're like, absolutely not. So, for those people who are wondering, well, why wouldn't they just pass the bill? Why aren't they just... Why are they taking so long? People need their money. People are um, being laid off, et cetera, et cetera. That is very much understandable. But I just want to I just want to read to you guys what this bill entails. So there is a five hundred billion bailout for corporate companies. Um, 15 billion for hotels and restaurants. Um, it does not expand unemployment and insurance benefits, and it actually excludes healthcare fit, healthcare workers, um, mental health workers, and practitioners alike. Um, the stimulus checks that they want to give you, it's I think between you can get up between 600 to 1200 dollars. Of course, you can get additional money. Um, if you have children, and of course, that whole entire rollout depends on your income. Uh, sounds great. Great. No. However, the stimulus check next year, Congress plans wants you to repay. Well, first of all, they're going to tax it <laughs> and then they're going to repay it. And then they want you to repay it. So they're taxing your tax money <laughs> and they want you to repay your tax money that they've already taxed. So. What a lot of Democrats are pushing for is that obviously it include more money to hospitals. Hospitals wanted like a hundred billion dollars because there's a shortage a shortage of masks, there's a shortage of um glove I mean all just you know like the necessary things that they need in order to combat this thing. And of course testing. Um that's another thing. It's supposed to make that's another thing the GOP bill did get right. Um free testing for those without insurance. Um, but health, the healthcare industry is like, Hey, we need a hundred billion dollars. Um, Democrats are fighting for that. And then obviously a lot of Democrats are saying $1,200 isn't enough. Um, it's going to last and and it's a one-time payout. It's not going to last American families. If we're projecting this thing is going to last through August, there's no way that $1,200 is going to be enough. Um, Furthermore, of course, they want mental health practitioners to be involved um, when it comes to the money for the mental health field. They want uh, like community health centers to be a part of this, as well as they want to include stu- like more benefits um, or relief, I should say, uh, for people with student debt and various things like that. So it's basically, oh, and also they want to include more rights and benefits for workers. So the current bill right now, it's like a triple down effect, uh, kind of. Um, It's like putting more up at top for these companies and their bailout money and these airlines and these hotels. And then kind of like workers and the working class people are getting the leftovers. When in reality, it should definitely be flipped. First of all, I don't know about y'all, but you know, I love Delta. My God, I love Delta. Shout out to Delta. However... Child, you know how much money I be having to pay for my ki- for my checked on bags, my second one. You know, if it even go, baby, if it even go over a little bit of the weight, okay? 
they digging in my pockets. Why don't uh, Delta, American Airlines, all, they ought to have a savings account. Every time it comes to the American people and when a recession is about to hit, oh, y'all should have had, Amer- y'all had a, uh, a savings account. Y'all need to pull yourselves up by y'all boot shafts. Okay, well, keep that same energy for these airlines and these industries. Okay? Like, baby. Mm-mm. So, you know, all these... And mind you, the... Amer- before this bill has even passed, America has already spent $1.3 trillion in bailout already. And I would like to know, a lot of these things that people have been telling you, Congress um, and people who are more on the right side of the spectrum have been telling you we can't afford. And even people who are on like the the more the on the left side but they're more they lean more towards the middle they have been telling us for years that oh the america america does not have money to you know conform to a more socialist country as far as as far as like social progression you know free health care um more money allocated to those to the to more vulnerable populations etc we have been being told for years that we don't have money for that but now we just seen we seeing oh they just pulling money uh from all types of places honey and so what i also hope this does for people um no matter what you no matter what party you are whatever um i hope this genuinely opens your eyes and shows us that there can be more accountability and more steps taken by our government to ensure um the social equity of all people there it can be done um and I hope that 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 pushes us to hold our government, hold our officials more accountable um, and make our voices heard. So, like I said, right now, Congress is in a deadlock and they're trying to compromise on this bill. Um, and also throughout this whole thing, when you guys are watching this, I want you all to pay attention to those members who um, of Congress who maybe voted initially against like who not maybe but those members of congress who voted initially against the coronavirus relief bill um be very cognizant of that um especially with elections coming up be cognizant of your representatives and um yeah be very aware of that stuff so in addition to all of this what we're seeing is so with all of these things being on the horizon, an uh, economic crash, um, recession, um, which is most likely we are bound to head towards as the United States of America. And you see that all of these other countries, these world powers um, are actually looking towards similar things. You see the death toll in Italy. You see the uprising uh, uh, in France. You've seen it for mul- uh, multiple years. The consistent tuggles um and and the power fights in france you even in spain you've seen we've seen the death tolls rise um the united state the united kingdom the tensions are rising um but i want to point out that we should be looking at small countries that we have called third world countries for a very long time countries such as such as such as jamaica trinidad all throughout the central america um barbados we see these countries we have undermined them and called them underdeveloped right 
you would think that even in, in countries in Africa, scientists and sociologists are scratching their heads. How come Africa is how come Africa is not exploding with this thing right now? What is happening? And I literally have come to deliver the word of the Lord. Saints, I hope that you are awake and I hope that you are understanding of the time that is near us. I hope that you are discerning. Now is not the time to be reactive or proactive. This is not a message of sensationalism. This is not a message of uh to to creep anyone out to freak anyone out about end times but you should be prepared because the kingdom of god is about to be made manifest and the church must be ready because even though all of these things are looming on the horizon god is positioning the world He's gripping nations. Nations are being brought to their feet. The way that this pandemic has put the has put fear into people. People it's literally exacerbating people's individual slavery and their individual mental bondage. And what happened is people are going to start looking for a savior who will point them to him. Who will point them to him? And back on the topic of, of what we call, quote unquote, third world countries, there is a hierarchy shift coming into the earth. Creation is groaning. The Bible tells that creation groans, waiting for the sons and daughters of God to enter into their, ma- into their manifest, to come into full manifestation of who they were called to be. This is our time. This is the kingdom's time. Every person with a sure kingdom citizenship whose fruit has been tested and shown approved. You are under the canopy of protection. This is not a time for our faith to be lax. But this is a time for our faith to be stretched and be shown in the earth. We are not, we should not be sitting and just waiting for God to snap his fingers so this virus can be gone. But we should be sitting and waiting and executing. Execute. Read the room, saints. Read the room. Understand what is happening right now. Literally in Caribbean and Central American and Caribbean and Central American countries, we see that they have been ahead of this curve curve. We see Cuban doctors being employed to Europe. We see Jamaica, countries like Jamaica, Barbados and Trinidad, whose leaders have been from day one passionate and intentional, intentional about making the about making their citizens and the safety of their citizens utmost priority. We see passion, though uh, Prime Minister Rowley of Trinidad and Tobago has been calm, he has been confident, he has been firm when speaking to the people of Trinidad and Tobago, but he's been passionate and insistent on the government on the government's working, a parliament's working to ensure that Trinidad and Tobago would survive this. We see El Salvador built a hospital. They already have, I'm not sure now, but they haven't even had a confirmed case and they have built a hospital. My God, the countries that these world powers have once 
have once exploited and deemed unsuitable and deemed unfittable and deemed undeveloped. These countries are about to emerge. These countries are about to emerge. There is about to be a hierarchy shift. No longer will Trinidad, no longer will Jamaica, no longer will Costa Rica and all throughout the Caribbean and Central America, no longer will they be deemed as the third world, but they are emerging as world powers throughout the next seven years. They're emerging as world powers. My God. America has been able to parade as a first world country when really it is a third world country. Their bloodshed has made a veil and has protected their dignity for far too long. But the nations are being brought down to their feet. This is not a time for believers to become lax. But instead, I charge you to take possession of the land, to put your hand in the plow and work. If you have not submitted your plans and your timelines to God, I suggest you do so now. I suggest you repent for your lax and your laziness for, as the, with an excuse of faith. But if you really have faith, then you would stand up and you would discern and you would read the room like I said, and you would know that this is the time where the church is about to enter and to one of her greatest errors, she has not seen her best days. And you would put your hand and you would labor and you would work and you would expand the territory, not of yourself, but of God. But of God. Literally the least of those shall be first in this time. God is breaking the back of greed. God is breaking the back of capitalism, of all of his exploits. Literally, when I say that light, it's about to be shut down as we know it, or hierarchies are about to be shut down as we know it, I mean they're about to be shut down as we know it. God is flipping the switch. And it is important for us as believers to be ready. We should be making our plans unto God. We should be submitting them. So I want everyone under the sound of my voice to get ready. We are in a crossover season. And I want you not to be reactive, but you need to be proactive. The kingdom citizens need to be providing solutions. Your businesses, kingdom entrepreneurs, kingdom creatives, kingdom um, community service coordinators, kingdom um, nonprofit owners and organizations, be ready, be ready, be ready. God is putting us on the front lines. The harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. Be on your face and be ready. Create, create, create. Do not relent. Do not relent. Literally, the Lord is saying in this time, what you create, your work, the work, the business plans of the entrepreneurs, the content creation of the creatives, the writings of the creatives, the songs of the creatives are like war warfare in this season of the earth creation is groaning because the sons and the daughters are about to show 
up the sons and the daughters. I'm not talking about the vagabonds. I'm not talking about the orphans, but the sons and daughters. And if you have had your ear toward and inclined toward, towards the father, you would know that this is no surprise and this would not have caught you off guard. But instead, you're even preparing now for what is to come because coronavirus is not it. It is not it. This is not an end times or a sensationalism message, but this is a message of the kingdom of God to get ready, brace yourselves, not for defeat, but because we are about to go out and battle from a place of victory. God is singing triumph over the earth as it pertains to the kingdom. If you have not made your kingdom citizenship for sure in the earth, I tell you now, you will miss what God is doing. You will miss the advancement. If God has laid on your heart a vision and he has begun to take you through a process, do not abandon the assignment. 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 For if you abandon the assignment, God is going to raise someone else. Be obedient. Be obedient. Be obedient. Be obedient. Stop stalling. Stop fearing. Stop stalling. Stop fearing. Submit and surrender yourself. Submit and surrender your timelines. Submit and surrender your plans. For the kingdom of God is at hand. My God. We have reached an exodus point. And I know I always talk to the saints and ain'ts and somewhere in betweens, but this is not for the ain'ts and the in-betweens. This is for the saints of God. This is for the intercessor who spent nights on your floor, who spent, who spent mornings waking up from the floor after toiling and tossing and groaning along with creation for people. If you have spent anywhere In these last few months, interceding, crying, moaning, and groaning, speaking in tongues, whatever you have been doing on behalf of a people, get ready because this is your reward. Get ready for your reward. The harvest is plenty. The intercessor's reward is entering into the land. Get ready. Get ready. And if you are not, May you repent now. May you repent now. May you repent now. May you repent now. America is coming to her knees. America is coming to her knees. America must pay. America must pay for what she has done. But be not afraid for where there is God's wrath. There is his mercy. A cry of repentance is going out into the land. People will bow now or they will bow later. But a cry of repentance is coming into the earth. It's coming into the lands. There's a scripture in Deuteronomy 30. And it says, So it shall be when all these things have come on you, the blessing and the curse which I have set before you, and you call them to mind in all the nations where the Lord your God has driven you, and you have returned to the Lord your God and have listened to and obeyed his voice with all your heart and all your soul in accordance with everything that I am commanding you today, you and your children. 
Then the Lord, your God, will restore your fortunes in return from your exile and have compassion on you and will gather you. If you are in a third world country, if you are of descent of a third world country and you have family, rejoice for your family because the word of the Lord literally says, then the Lord, your God, will restore your fortunes in your return from exile and have compassion on you and will gather you together again from all the people of the nations where he has scattered you, where our countries, whether in the Caribbean and in Central America and Africa that have been under the rule and thumb and the oppression of imperialism, of colonization, black people, black Americans, black and brown people all in America, where you have been ruled by the oppression and bondage from slavery, from what our ancestors have went through. God is having compassion and God is coming to restore the fortune restore he is coming to restore the fortune be ready be ready be in position to receive the last are getting ready to emerge the vulnerable populations are getting ready to emerge the poor is getting ready to emerge god is not letting the bloodshed of those oppressed go unnoticed So I say unto you, be prepared and have your ear inclined to what God is doing. The government is about to be flipped upside down. Leaders are about to be, ooh. Leaders in this time are going to be held more accountable. And like I said, the leaders of those third world countries, literally the wisdom of God is coming upon them. So be ready, be ready, be ready. Be ready, be ready, be ready. To those in the kingdom, do not be anxious. 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 Do not be fearful. Do not fear. I'm talking about those with the kingdom identity, with kingdom citizenship that has been made sure. I mean, your citizenship is approved. It is in the book. Don't you fear. This is your time to go and possess the land. It may not look like what you thought it would be. It may not look like what you wanted. But land, there is an abundance of land to be possessed. Oh, Israel, won't you rejoice? Zion, won't you rejoice? The church is about to enter into one of her greatest eras. The harvest is plenty. So I say to all of you, this is the proverb that is emerging from politics. This is the proverb part. This is the proverbs part. This is the proverbs part. So I want all of you to be ready. I want all of you um, under the sound of my voice. To be intentional now more than ever about what you create, about your business plans, about your schooling, um, those people, um, and even in sectors of entertainment, those in sectors of STEM, um, God is literally setting you up right now. He is setting us up. 
he is restoring the fortune um, to those who have been in the least. This is about to be something explosive for the kingdom of God. So I want all of you to be ready. I want all of you to be prepared for what is happening um, in your country, wherever you may be. Um, and if you are happen to be in one of those countries that, you know, recession is about to happen, um, collapse is about to be happen is about to happen. Um, like I said, don't fear, but instead be ready. Um, especially the creatives, God is calling you at a huge time right now. Um, and God is about to raise up a lot of voices, um, to be a, to, to be the voice of Jehovah Shalom in the midst of chaos. Emotional hysteria is about to go crazy. Financial ruin is about to be crazy. Uh, violence and all that stuff is about to be crazy. Um, but whenever it seems like hell is 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 marking its territory on earth, um, that's when God raises up a remnant of people um, to triumph over what the enemy has decreed in the land. Hmm? The Bible says... What he meant for evil, God turned it for our what? Huh? Come on, somebody. Um, And I hope y'all really did finish that sentence. I hope y'all didn't just sit there. But anyways, um, so yeah, y'all. Of course, I will keep y'all updated. Um, We will more likely, like I, like I said, do Fridays. Um, Please hold me accountable. Ask me where the episode's at. What are we doing? Definitely. I want to, I want you all to hold me accountable. Um. And yes, but regular upload times will be Friday. We will, I, I will upload this Friday, but I thought this episode was needed and it was necessary. Um, so yeah, make sure you guys stay tuned. Make sure you guys are subscribed. I love y'all and I will talk to y'all very much soon. Be safe. Wash your hands. You should have already been washing your hands, but it is okay. Um, grace is for you anyways, but yeah, bye guys. I love you. Hugs and kisses. We will talk.